Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Thrive in EDU podcast, season four, episode number 25. I am your host, although in this one, I'm going to be a co-host because we have a guest. But uh, my name is Rochelle Denepoth, and I am thrilled to have you listen in today to this episode. And I hope that you have been listening. If not, I hope you will subscribe to the podcast and continue to listen. A couple of other things. Uh, there's a Thrive in EDU community on Facebook. Would love to have you become a member and share that with other people in your PLN to grow our community. Also, check out my blog site, www.rdene915.com, where I have a variety of blog posts, some of which I've written, and then, of course, some guest blog posts. And I'm always looking for some guest blogs. If you've thought about blogging and you never have, or if you have one and you'd like to share it, if you work with pre-service teachers, uh, anybody, uh, send them my way. There is a link on my blog site, or just drop me an email, send me a DM on Twitter, R-D-E-N-E-915. You get the idea that I am very consistent when it comes to my handle, uh, easy to recognize. So for today's episode, I will not be sharing just my own information, but recently on the Rochelle and Mel at Thrive O'Clock, we had our friend Josh King come back and join us. And Josh had been on with us a couple of months ago. And this time we spoke with Josh and we had a ton of fun, a great conversation about financial literacy, financial wellness, uh, as April is Financial Literacy Month. So there are some great resources that you definitely want to check out with EverFi. Uh, you can check them out on Twitter, EverFi uh, K12, and make sure that you know, you check all those things out, listen to their episode, come back and listen to other episodes and have a fantastic day. Everybody, how's it going? Thank you so much for joining our Thrive and Edu, um, our, our Thrive O'Clock broadcast. It's great to see you, Rochelle. How are you doing today? Great, great to see you. I, I love whenever the uh, the intro plays, and I and nobody else can see us, but we're both like jamming <laughs> out behind the scene, and then the music stops. So now I'm good. I'm glad to see you. I'm excited to have our guests back again. I love when we have uh, guests on, they come back like, you know, multiple times. It's just, it's a lot of fun to get to know them and to have some fun and, you know, wind down the week here in this case. So and it's always yeah. good to see you. It is always good to see you too. And today's guest, it's not just fun to have him back, but he's just super fun. Yeah, super so fun. We're going to laugh a lot today, hopefully. Um, but, and I mean a big butt. Because I love big butts. Um, before we do. <laughs> and I cannot lie. Exactly. Before we do, I would love to get some shout outs going on. Is that okay? That's great. Yeah. All right. Um, I want to say happy birthday to my beautiful friend, um, Dr. Eileen Winokur. She She's an amazing. I love her so much. She is one of my favorite people in the whole world. 
I want to say congrats to Dr. Nairi Clark. She just, she just became she a doctor. Y'all. Yes. yes. Um, what is that? What did you have to do with your dissertation? You have to you defend, defend it. Yeah. And I think Dr. Sarah Thomas was, um, was there or something too. Right. So how awesome is that? And I got to hug her like a week before oh. this all happened. So um, congratulations, Dr. Nairi Clark. And um, you know, besides, I, I mean, that's about all I have. I want to thank my community. I love you. Rochelle, what about you? Do you have any shout outs? I do. Uh, and I already can't remember the first one they gave it. Oh, no. Oh, and I feel like because Eileen and Barbara are like best friends. And I feel yes. like their birthdays were like they back are. to back or something like that. So two amazing, amazing women and educators. So hey, Marsha, what's up? Hey, um, Marsha. Shout outs, giving shout outs to my students in the last couple of weeks so since we've last spoken, because they, I tell you what, like, we all know how tough it can be just any job to get up in the morning. You're just like, Oh my gosh, you know, you wake up and it's like 3am. You're like, yes, I have like two more hours of sleep. Or you wake up and you're like, Oh my gosh, it's like one minute. So my alarm goes off. But um, in the last couple of weeks, like getting through the spring is kind of tough, but I th- I mean, I am so fortunate that I have some of the same students like year after year and I've had mm-hmm. them since eighth grade. So they just bring so much joy and it's just so much fun. Like, I seriously love what I do and going in every day, even mm-hmm. if I'm in like a tired or I'm just kind of like cranky, you know, cause we all have all these things that we're doing. So I'm, I'm super thankful for them. And, um, just some, you know, colleagues and PLN who, you know, they check yes. in, they're there for you. And, uh, just, I don't know, just help you to get through whatever some days could be challenging or something like that. So my shout outs just go to right now to my students for just seriously making me bust out laughing so much in the last couple of weeks over the most ridiculous things. But it's a good reminder that like you have to just go with the flow sometimes and it's okay to laugh with them and to have fun. Mm. And so I am sending like big hearts <laughs> to yes. for some of the ridiculous things, but um, it just makes you feel alive and really excited mm-hmm. for what you do in the classroom. So that's my shout out. That is so sweet. I love that. And I want to give a shout out to Rochelle's students too, because <laughs> yeah. you are amazing. And also before we bring up our guests, I just want to talk about my Twitter saga. If that's all right for just a second. Yeah. If you look on the little ticker, I have been, my enemies are going to love this. And I know, I know a couple that do, and I saw it. Okay. No, but haters going to hate. Haters going to hate, right, Josh? Anyway, um, but I was posting a blog from my LinkedIn to my Twitter, and I got this notification that something was suspicious on my Twitter, and I needed to change my password. But before I could change my password, it said I had to verify my account. And I couldn't verify my account because I didn't. I'm not Twitter blue. And then it wants me to verify my account through my school email that I stopped working at four years ago, which I don't have anymore, even though I've updated it to my Gmail. It's been a nightmare and I couldn't prove or verify enough for them. I spent hours and it was agonizing. So that's my Twitter saga. So you can find me now. I'm put this back up here at Melody McAllist seven. And um, I accidentally made this account last June and I never knew how to delete it. But now I'm so glad because I put my Gmail in to make a new one because I thought I just missed Twitter. And it said this, it said your email is already being used. And I said, listen, MFers, you said it's not, but obviously it is. So yeah, that's my Twitter um, saga. And thanks for everybody. I already have like so many friends following me again. Um, I appreciate you guys and your support. But yeah, here's the question. Here's the question I want to ask. Should I 
should I just completely start over or should I keep trying to regain my account, my original account? What do you think I should do? Let me know your thoughts. I want to know, should I just start fresh? I mean, a lot of stuff is happening in my life. I'm starting over career-wise, a lot of ways. Um, should I just go ahead and start over? I don't know. You tell me what you think. In the meantime, yes, we. it's time to bring up our, our wonderful guest. He's hysterical. Yes. Um, you know him a little bit better than I do, but I got <laughs> I got to have a little of time with him before you came you did. on. Yeah. Yes, and I just want to bring up Josh King. He is royalty. He is royalty. Oh, hello, He's hello. hello. He's a community outreach for Everfi. He's a third grade teacher. He is a Swifty. He takes it very seriously. We're going to test his knowledge at the end. And he's just a great human being. Like, Josh, um, I, I think you're amazing. I follow your Twitter. You crack me up. Um, how's it going today? Tell us a little bit about what's changed in your life since we last saw you. Oh, my gosh. Since you last saw me, I think a couple of months went by. And now I'm just like over the moon excited because I love my students and I love what I do. But tomorrow is the beginning of spring break and we all need it. I need it. My students need it. We're all grumpy. We're tired. And it is time. So that is my quick update right there. Not a lot has changed. My students have learned so much and we have just flourished. Um, but it's time. We need a little break. And, you know, and I love that you say that. And it doesn't mean that you're a bad teacher, that you hate your students when you need a break. Everybody needs a break. And I love how you I bet your students love you like crazy. I bet you have a fun class. You know what they do. And I love my students this year so much. Like this is a phenomenal group of kids like they are kind. They are respectful. I have really hardly any discipline or behavior like their biggest thing is they just love to talk. And I obviously love to talk, too. So I can't <laughs> like we have our moments, but no, they are a wonderful group of kids. They love to learn. They just come excited to be at school every day. And that makes me excited. That's awesome. Aww. And you, so you, you do, you're juggling so much right now. I mean, um, you are really going after it. So that is amazing. You're an amazing person. Um, tell us a little bit about um, Everfi and, and Rochelle, stop me. I know I've talked a lot, but um, tell us a little bit about what you're working on right now. Um, what's going on? Yeah, well, you know what? So shout out to you guys. I didn't get to get shout outs, but tomorrow's the last day of Women's History Month. So we celebrate the two of you. But on that sad note, and exciting note, um, April 1st is the start of Financial Literacy Month, which okay. is really yeah. for EverFi. Because as you know, with EverFi, the FI stands for finance. And we do a lot with financial literacy um hashtag finlit and it's it's an exciting month for us because we get to showcase so many of our courses that everfi started with in the early years where it was all about financial mm -hmm. literacy and financial literacy and how much we've grown but all the new courses in regards to finlit as well and there's so much that everfi has to offer and it's an exciting time and there's so many free amazing resources that teachers can use to really help their kids navigate their financial future. Yeah. So, okay. First of all, knowing to just say Finlit is super helpful because I've been typing in financial literacy and all my hashtags and I'm like, it's like typing in artificial intelligence. I'm like, am I really seeing two L's there? Is that a capital I? So knowing Finlit is way easier. 
And uh, I did right be well, a couple of hours ago, I, I joined in the preparing for tax season webinar that Alice had done. Yeah. And I, I cracked up because I felt like this is information that I could have used many years ago, because I still like my dad could attest to this fact, like I don't, I don't know that I've ever was ever taught how to balance a checkbook. And I don't know if we talked about this before, but like I would have like five entries across one horizontal line, just like written in because <laughs> I use the Mac card so many times. And, um, but anyway, it was, it was really helpful. And, and there are like, I look at it often and I check out, especially because, you know, there's constantly new resources being added into Everfy's library. But when it comes to some of these things, you know, some teachers might think like, especially with trends now, you know, you're looking at things like, you're not paying with the standard way that you pay for things and budgeting for things and all of that and not knowing where to go for it. And I love that you can just go there and like everything is there for you. It has it broken down by grade bands and you don't have to be an expert to get started with it. But in my case, I am definitely not an expert, but um, joining in that webinar that she just did, just listening to some of the things and ideas for the classroom, even if you're not you know, a teacher that teaches like, personal finance, which now in my school is a course that students have to take. Mm -hmm. But for me in high school, you know, we were divided into tracks and you either were like vote tech, you were business, you were college prep. And if you were college prep, there wasn't room to take a course. Like I didn't learn how to type in high school. Like I had to figure that out. I'm still figuring wow. that out. Wow. Uh, so some of those essential skills that you need, like life skills were not taught to students who were in at that time in the college prep track, for example. And it's like, you need that. And so I'm, I'm excited to talk about, but I do have a bunch of questions I'm going to ask about financial literacy. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait. Bring it I up. Wow. I'm, I'm going to pause because I think maybe Mel has a question. I want to, I want to hear these questions. Okay. Well, some of them might be, you know, a little bit, a little serious and some of them may not be quite so serious, but just inquiring minds may want to know. So uh, my, my first, my first question is, so let's say that, I go and I, I get an apartment, mm. right? So here's my question for you. Can I pay my rent in monopoly money and just pretend it's real? <laughs> I, I do that in real life. I'm out of monopoly money. I, I, I've now uh, Amazon with three new monopoly boxes because I figured if I just get one, I'm going to run out. So I, I'm going to say yes. Um, <laughs> In a delusional world, wouldn't that be wonderful? <laughs> it would be. And uh, and so here's my, my next question. So, you know, they say money grows on trees, right, is a metaphor. Uh, am I just not looking in like the right forest? And if there is one out there, could you point me in that direction? So a lot of people, they think to plant a money tree, you actually have to plant dollar bills, but it's actually the penny. You plant the penny and that's where you get the, the money trees. Um, so a lot of people don't know that. Uh, yeah. Thank yeah. you. Penny planting, penny planting. Um, and you do it yeah. usually in the fall, not in the spring. It's a, it's a fall type of act activity. I haven't found it yet. <laughs> I had no clue. Thank you. I am, ugh, I can't wait to-, to Let's get yeah, that trending. I know. Planting. No. Yeah. Yeah, if only. Okay, I'm only gonna ask you one more for right now because it's just These it's just great. kind of funny. So, because uh, we're talking about taxis and preparing, you know, for taxis in the classroom. And so, as a cat owner, I'm wondering: Am I able to claim my cats as dependents on my tax return <laughs> if I do find that they are stealing my money? Ooh, that is a valid question. That's <laughs> 
your money. I mean, all, aren't all our pets stealing our money in one way or the other? Yeah. Um, let's pause for a second and think about this one. Pause with the P-A-W-S. Um, oh <laughs> I, I would say yes, you can, as long as they have like human names. Like your yeah. cat can't be spunky or like... <laughs> I don't know other cat names, but like if it's Whiskers. or if it's Joanne, like, yes, you write them down. Why were those the two first cat names, human names I came up with? Yeah. Joanne. So, so what you're saying is I got to go through and, and change all of my cat names because I'm, I'm yeah. pretty sure that like Scruffy's not going to cut it. No. My, ca <laughs> my cat's you. name is Toby. Toby yeah, would work. That would that work. Works. Mm -hmm. And I have a Demi. And so I'll just, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, that would work. I'm, I'm kind of out of luck. But like, seriously, though, like, when you think about financial literacy, especially now, you know, going back years, the way that you transactions, you know, cash, credit card, it was the old like, <laughs> balancing checkbooks, all of those things. But now we're looking at like, Venmo and Zelle and all of these different apps that you have. And in some countries you can actually pay with your face. Like I joke with my students and say like, yeah, you could walk in and they can scan. Um, you can purchase things in the airport where like you swipe your card and you just go and you grab the things wow. and knowing how like all of that works. It's just, it's more than just basic like checks and money and those types of things. And so for teachers, like just in our own daily personal lives, like we have to know a lot of stuff, right? I have, I have two things that I want to say to this. First okay. of all, Josh, are you old enough to know that like you used to have to like yes. you did see that? Okay. Yeah, no, I got I knew exactly. I've seen it in the movies. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there was this scene, I believe, in Home Alone 2. Um, it was. He goes to the hotel and gives the credit card and they go. <laughs> and I was like, what's that? And okay. I was like, yeah, I get it now. Thank you. I love that oh so gosh. much. I knew, I knew like. People just don't get that anymore. Um, and then my second thing is when you were talking, Rochelle, it made me think of all of my um, my classes at church about the end times and all that stuff. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my God. Just, I just laugh at all the things that they said in Bible school is coming to fruition. But anyway, <laughs> but times are changing. Maybe that was a terrible joke. But, uh, you know, no, I, that's one of my toxic traits. So terrible jokes, especially anyway. So we're, when we talk about it, I love it, too. And I was just thinking in my head, because um, where else do you think? Right. You think in your head. Yeah. I learned how to write in a checkbook in the sixth grade. That was like one of our classes. But if I had learned back then, like you would actually see physical money. Our kids don't even see physical money sometimes. Like, sure, sometimes, you know, we give them cash to go do the vending machine or whatever, but it is a whole different world out there for kids to learn about. So where do we get started? Yeah, where where do we get started? That is a great segue. Um, okay, so with it being Financial Literacy Month, I have three courses that I kind of want to talk about and highlight. But one of the courses that's not on these three, I just want to talk about this first, because again, I'm an elementary teacher. Um, and EverFi offers FinLIT courses from fourth grade to 12th grade. And if you're just joining, FinLIT stands for Financial Literacy, of course. Um, but the younger, the, like there's, so there's no really... Finlet courses for K through third, but for my third graders, I use their course called Vault. And it's really kind of that intro course that teaches your young kids in a gamified storytelling way 
how to budget, how to save, why it's important to look at your wants versus your needs. And my third graders love it and they're getting life skills out of it. And it kind of sets the path and sets the, the tone of, yeah, I do need to keep on learning about this. What's next? And so the first one I want to talk about is Future Smart. This is your course for middle school, sixth grade through eighth grade students. You might be a fifth grade class who you need something and you need something a little extra that you want to get your students hands on, try it in fifth grade. Maybe they didn't do it in sixth or eighth grade, try it in ninth grade. These type of courses are not, you don't have to be in the grade level. Those are just recommendations. But Future Smart provides these students with a step-by-step narrative and interactive exercises on teaching, again, teaching them how to budget, budget teaching them about their own personal finances, um, how to run a business, looking at the economy. And I say gamified because the, the people in the Future Smart course, they remind me of the Wii characters. They're kind of fun. Um, but here's the deal. It's a total of seven lessons. It's 25 minutes per lesson. And these are all independent lessons that the students can do by themselves. So maybe you need that morning work. You need that extra time at the end of the day. Or maybe you just want to break it up where, hey, they can do 12 minutes at this time. They'll finish the lesson on another day. However you decide to do it, an independent course where you don't have to plan or prep for anything. And the students are getting very beneficial life skills like Mm -hmm. that. It's really impressive. And it's something that maybe you don't know where to start with EverFi. Maybe you don't know what to do or how to incorporate it. Try it out. What's the worst that can happen? And that's what I like to tell people. Like, what is the worst that can happen? Maybe you don't like it or it doesn't work for some of your students. At least you tried and you know mm-hmm. what works and what doesn't work. And Future Smart is a really good intro course for uh, Finlit. Awesome. It took me a minute, like, to know that you weren't saying Finland, but it's Finlit. I love that. Yeah, or um, we can what- say, like, I, I feel like I want to walk into a middle school class and be like, hey, let's get Finlitty. Woo! Like... <laughs> I love that. And oh I'm going to drop out, I'm going to drop out a blog that has a lot of activities. Are, is mm-hmm. there any activity also that you haven't, that you think of that may be a, a fun thing to start with your kiddos, whatever age? Uh, well, when you say ever age, like you're saying like high school. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. um, any, yeah. Any age that you like, I'm here, I'll post it and or whatever. Um, what are some of these, uh, my, my, oh wait, yes. These activities, financial literacy, or no, that was the, oh my gosh, I got so Finn Liddy. (laughs) That's what I was talking. So one of them, so we were talking about future smart and then just a couple other, and you'll see that on the link that you're, that you're sharing, but there's marketplaces, which is another digital. These are all digital. They don't always have to be digital, which is great as well, because say Wi-Fi goes out or you just, you've had too much screen time you can use a lot of these lessons offline as well. And the cool thing is you go into your um, account as a teacher and you can print out everything again, all done for you. It's already planned, already prepped, and you can do it offline and have kind of more of that conversation with your students, which could be a really good thing as well for middle school and high school students. It's one thing to just set them free and say, hey, we got this independent course. Yes, it assesses, assesses them. It tracks them so you can see how they're how they're doing. But I think these are really important conversations, real world conversations to have with our students as well. Like to, to just brainstorm and talk, hey, do you know about budgeting? Could you tell me how to save money? Do you know how to do your taxes? 
And so marketplaces, um, this allows them to kind of have that virtual economy and gets them introduced on business or starting a business or needs versus wants of what that's like to have their own business. Um, this is only five lessons, 20 minutes a lesson, um, so a total of one and a half hours. And it's sponsored by Jumpstart National, and it meets so many um, financial standards. And this is kind of a trivia for you guys. Do you know how many states right now require students to have um, a personal finance course for a semester? Do you know how many states are doing that right now? Uh, 30, 32. I'm going to go, <laughs> wait, I'm going to go 20. 20. Okay. So both of you are just shooting high. Um, yeah, only 17 states right now, but I know I that close. is changing and it's going to keep on changing. You were really close. Yeah. So you're our winner. I feel like there should be a sound effect like yes. ding, ding, ding. I know. Um, totally yes. rad. Woo! Oh. Uh, 17 <laughs> states require that right now. And so the fact that we have all these different financial literacy courses readily available um, and they meet these standards, that, that means that they can use these and check that off, check that off the box. And at the For same sure. time, these students are getting these real life skills. The last one, and I, and I won't go into a lot of depth, but you were taught, Rochelle, you were talking a lot about taxes and I'm in the same boat. I wish I would, I would know so much more about taxes. My parents tried really hard. I just, it went in one ear and out the other. And I'm like, what is a tax? Like, I don't know. But um, what's really cool in Everfi's Finlet, that's what the course is actually called, Everfi Finlet. Um, it's initial uh, financial literacy course. There is a tax simulation built into that wow. course. So the students wow. can actually go in and do their fake taxes. It's not their actual taxes, but they learn what to do with their paycheck, what happens with their paycheck, why is money being taken out, um, and then how to apply that in actually doing their taxes, which is such an amazing skill I wish I would have learned years ago. And this mm -hmm. is through Tur TurboTax, but that's probably the coolest part, I think, on top of everything else that's inside um, Everfi's Finlet. Um, but again, you're going to have these high school type courses and lessons uh, within that that are going to teach about budgeting and saving and do's and don'ts on credit cards, why to get a credit card, why not to get, get a credit card. Important things that I think all of us wish we would have known in middle school and high school. Like yeah. I had no clue. No. And I still have no clue because <laughs> when it comes to, and especially like uh, one of the courses that, you know, the different courses that are available is talking about, you know, college and career readiness. And then there's like an entrepreneurial course, like different things in there. And I love those ones because like in my school, the, the woman that teaches our personal finance course also teaches a course in sports and entertainment management. And I don't know if that's the same name that is now, but like it, she created the course years ago. I mean, many years ago, and it helps students to develop all these skills in like, you know, working as part of team and marketing and all of these things and, and like, you know, pitching ideas and creating ads. And it's been phenomenal. And it gives mm -hmm. them so many skills that are adaptable to a lot of different areas uh, and figuring out budgets and all of that. And I really wish that I would have had something like that, you know, years ago, but I've been learning some things from them, but it's been interesting to have conversations with them too, about like, 
you know, what kind of a business would you have and what kind of considerations do you need? And I can use that. Like some people might say, well, I don't see how this would fit in my class because I'm just uh, whatever teacher. And I, you know, I've said that for a lot of things and we've all probably said that about ourselves. Like I'm just, you just got to take that word just out of there. And there's lots of ideas. I know um, Kristen Mann, who Melody knows, a phenomenal educator from Pittsburgh, but I think it was a Chick-fil-A was going out of business or getting new furniture. And she bought, got all of this stuff. Like they it was all donated. And she set up like this fast food restaurant thing in there. And the kids at the elementary school wow. had to like run the business. They had all the materials. They had to like do all the budgeting and the taxes and everything. And it's like, you can find ways to do it. Uh, and it's nice to have resources where as a teacher, you can just go and it's like everything that you need is like right there for you. So yeah, I, I'm with you. I wish I would have had this years ago instead of like, trying to figure it out now. And then as somebody who does consulting, if you're not working for a company, then you have all those considerations like doing a 1099 and like, yeah. what does that involve? Um, there, it's a lot that you need to know. So yeah. educators need to help students, but it's also helping ourselves too, as the way that we, you know, transact, have money exchanges mm -hmm. and things continue to evolve. Yeah. You and, know, oh, no, no, oh, you go ahead. Well, I, I was just thinking, you know, when I was growing up, and I am a little bit older than you, Josh, a little. Um, when I was growing up, you know, it was in my head, like I was going to marry somebody that was successful. Like I didn't have to know all of these things, you know, and I hate that because I feel ignorant about that a lot. So it is really cool that, you know, our, our girls, they don't, that's not our culture anymore, you know, and they can be as financial literate as anybody else. And I think that gives them such a great foundation to begin. And, and, and even our students that maybe they don't have like, you know, like generational wealth isn't really part of their, you know, their history. Like it gives everybody a more equal um, playing field. And I love that. And another thing that I really love about EverFi is just how you are bringing in real world businesses like they are okay. contributing and i love this because i love community community is what solves the problems that are right in our real world and they're coming together and i think this is an amazing platform so well done i will yes. be i'll be using it yeah and you know and so right now we're talking a lot about financial literacy but the coolest thing is like this is just part of everfi like we mm -hmm. have courses on health and wellness we have sel mm -hmm. we have stem there's reading literacy there's um, career readiness. There's so much that Everfi offers. And again, they are all free. And we have courses K through 12. Like we might not have financial literacy for our young K through second, which whoop, that might go over their head a little bit. But there is that we have reading literacy, STEM, um, social emotional learning for our younger grades as well. And for our older grades, it goes across the whole board. And our sponsors, again, like you were saying, these are sponsors that, yeah, they, they sponsor and give this money because they believe in the future and they want to see our future succeed with all these life skills. Like it goes hand right. in hand. And so um, these are skills that will last forever. Right. Five. Okay. I want to I ask you a question. Yes. Do you have like a fun, like, has, is there like a light bulb moment for one of your third graders or your third graders' parents? They're like, whoa. How did my kid know this? Has there ever been a moment like that? Yeah, I think I got to share it last time a little bit, but I this story never gets old. Um, we were using the Compassion Project and one of my sweet oh, students, yeah. she just, we're next door to a middle school. So we see the middle schools walking by uh, when we're outside and sometimes they use some like foul language or they're just rude and disrespectful. And so we're doing the Compassion Project. It's an independent course on social emotional learning, teaches about empathy and mindfulness and compassion. And my student, she was just like, raising her hand. She's like, Mr. King, you know what's really cool about the Compassion Project is 
we can take all these skills with us one day to the middle school, or we could teach the middle school because they're not very kind and they don't have a lot of compassion and we can help them. I'm like, wow, third grade right here, like getting all these life skills that hopefully will follow with them. I would hope so one day, but they are seeing the importance of these, uh, of these skills. And then on another part of it, I've had students who really struggle with reading. And they're uh, one of my favorite courses, Word Force. This is a gamified course, now an app, which is really cool. Um, so parents can use it as home. And it's also offered for just at home uh, through the computer's wealth, maybe for like homeschool parents or kids who just want to excel in reading. Um, but I've had kids jump with their reading levels or gain wow. new confidence in reading just from word force. They think they're playing just a game, but they're learning at the same time. So it's those little aha moments that do make a big difference. Ooh, I love it. I love it. All right, Rochelle, we've come, we're like, our, our time is limited. Should we, should we test? Should we go? Do we have, can we play games or we, we got to talk serious still? We can, but we might have to have Josh back on another time so I can ask him some more of my ridiculous financial questions. You should ask him now. Ask him now. I want to hear him. <laughs> yeah, but I want to do with the, with the test about on the, uh, you know, on the. Swifty knowledge. Yes. Yes. Um, but anyway, the, the one question was kind of funny. It was, uh, can I put financially literate on my resume if I know how to balance a checkbook and I avoid impulse buying? <laughs> I say, do I put a lot of things on my resume? Like, I, yeah, I taught my dog how to sit. I'm a pet trainer. <laughs> um, I say, I say, why not? Oh my gosh. Okay, wait, I have one more, and then we have to ask some some teas swizzle questions or whatever they go. So here's the last one. If um, I accidentally send my paycheck to the wrong bank account, could I call it an investment opportunity? <laughs> Where did you get these dumb questions? They are great questions. <laughs> they are great questions. I'm not telling, I will not reveal my source. I'm like the vault right here. It's just I feel like, like I'm going to be asleep tonight and I'm going to wake up and I'm going to have the perfect answer to that question. Like, That's okay. Cause you could just drop it in the comments later and be like, and you know, just, it, you got to let it simmer uh, yeah. a little bit. So. All yeah. right. No, I all right. Tess and T-Swift. I was like, T-Swift, Taylor Swift. <laughs> All right, we got a Swifty in the house. Josh is going to go see her in um, Texas this weekend. Is that right? Yes. Wow. All right, we're gonna, let's let's test your knowledge. What I'm going to start with something easy. What is Taylor Swift's lucky number? Thirteen. She was born on December 13, nineteen eighty nine. Look at that! Oh he my god, like, there is no hesitation. And she Two writes my... number thirteen on her hand for every show. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. My kid, I have two kids born on December twelfth. I'll never forget that. All right. Where was Taylor discovered? Oh, oh, uh, where or how? Maybe, maybe it's the answers in the how. Oh gosh, that's a hard one. I don't. I know she was. She grew. She grew up in Pennsylvania, so I don't know if that's where she was discovered. I don't know. That's this is a. I, I'm. It was somewhere uh, in I country know. music city. Where was it, Rochelle? Oh, Nashville. Bluebird Cafe. That's right. Oh, okay. Wow. I know that I would know that, right? Like I knew. Yes. Yeah. All right. All right. Here we go again. Taylor won her first Grammy award for which song? Oh, Tim McGraw. 
<laughs> oh, no, it's, no, I don't think so. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, first Grammy. It has a uh, color in it. Red Rochelle. was Grammy? No. Rochelle, do you know this? I think uh, White Horse. Rochelle, do you Google these questions? How do you always know all the answers? I don't. It's country music. Like, are you? I didn't know you were a Swifty. I'm well, one for three. I, this is I'm not going good. to the it's concert. I'm going to a concert, so in Pittsburgh, yeah. Yay. I mean, I, I won't. I probably won't know the rest of them, but I mean, Bluebird. Yeah, that was. I knew that. One. I, I will say I, she did sing White Horse last week. Wow, I should have put this as who's a bigger Swifty. That's what this should be called. All right, here we go. A couple more. Um, what was the title of Taylor's first album? Uh, Taylor Swift. It was self-titled. Very good. But Swifties call it debut. We call it debut. Oh. Oh, okay. Well, that's good to know. Um, <laughs> what is Taylor Swift's middle name? Oh, I know. Uh, Allison. How many L's are in it? Uh, that's very specific. One? I, one. <laughs> no, I just thought of it right on the... Wow. <laughs> that's a <Okay>. trivia question. <laughs> no, I made it up just on the spot because, you know, Allison usually has two L's and it was yeah. just, you know, I thought only a Swifty would know that it's an Allison with one L and Josh just, you know, verified that. Um, how many Grammys did Taylor win in 2010? Oh. Um, specific too. Five? Close. Do you know Rochelle? Uh, I'm going to go eight. No, she four, but that was really close. Okay, so I was kind of <laughs> right. I was like, I was double. Is that, yeah, double. Yeah, you double. It's, yeah, just, yeah. What famous rapper interrupted Taylor Swift's Kanye speech West. at the 2000? Yes, 2009. Yeah, you say the rest of that's like, that was, yeah. that was, yeah, 2009. Wow. Yeah. All right. How tall is Taylor Swift? Oh, she's tall. I want to say 5'11? Close. Rochelle, do you know? Oh, I thought she was 5'11. Well, this one says 5'10, but maybe you guys are right and this is wrong. Okay. I mean, I, yeah, I knew she was tall. I, yeah, I don't know why I knew that, but that's awesome. It's not like we stood side by side and measured. But. I'm living my best life right now. These, these <laughs> questions are making me really happy. Okay, good. So I can keep asking more? <laughs> yeah. Okay. What is the name of Taylor's childhood best friend? Okay. <laughs> um, and then it's shifted i take it back <laughs> um i don't know i feel like i should know because i think she was in the documentary miss americana but i don't remember the name rochelle do you know her childhood best friend um she's probably googling it right now uh, <laughs> with which hand like my third hand Abby. okay it is Abigail Anderson. Oh, what the right? hell, Rochelle? You would know everything. I, okay. That was just a, like a random guess because it was a country song and it's Abby, A-B-B-Y. And it's the first thing alphabetically that came to mind. Wow. I didn't actually get it right. If you said it's Abigail, I mean. Yeah. Uh, well, what song earned Taylor Best Lyrics Award at the 2015 iHeartRadio Music Awards? What song? Lyrics, 2015. That would have been 1989 so i'm gonna say it is 
out of the woods or blank space? Blank space. Okay. Very, very impressive. I, I love that thought process. What record label did Taylor Swift first sign with? Big Machine. Boom. Wow. Ooh, I like, I didn't know this one. Who was Taylor named for? Um, oh, I feel like I should know this. Um, but I don't. You just call James Taylor. Um, yes, very uh, good. Uh, yes. Look at you singing. I love that song. I love James Taylor. He is awesome. Okay, do I do you still want me to ask you or are you guys like stop? How do you feel about this? <laughs> You're good. Okay. Who did Taylor? I I want to see if you know this one. I didn't know this. Who did Taylor write? We are never getting back together about. Oh, uh, <laughs> one of the Jonas Brothers. It was, I believe, Nick Jonas. No, no. Uh, are we? No. It's a J. It's a J name. Oh, um, I know. Uh, yes, he's right there on the tip of your tongue. Yes. Huh. I totally forgot about them. Yeah, I think I think I knew you were trouble. Then maybe it was one of the Jonas Brothers, but yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, that was that was well. That was yeah. also. I think when I think of Jake Gyllenhaal, I think of All Too Well. Ooh, um, who that, did Taylor? I don't know who did Taylor write. I knew you were trouble about. That's why I was thinking it was a Jonas Brother, but it's not. But it's not really. Um. Oh, I don't know who. Do you know Rochelle? Taylor Lautner? Uh, no, I feel it was, uh, what's his name? Styles. Yes, Harry Styles. Styles. Yeah, Harry Styles. Okay. She knows everything. Um, what service did Taylor remove her music from? Uh... Spotify? <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. The only thing I can think of. Well, she's on Spotify. Well, I don't know. Maybe she wasn't for a while. And yeah. what song does Taylor sing? Because the player's going to play, 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 play. <laughs> shake it off. Yeah, shake it off. And the haters going to hate. I love it. Okay, we already know her birthday. She was born. Yes. And, um, ooh, this will stump you, I think. What show did Taylor appear on in 2009? Like TV show? Mm-hmm. Um... Oh, I don't know. But I can tell you movies she's been in. But no, not that. Well, sure. Go tell tell me a movie she's been in. Valentine's Day. She was in Valentine's Day. Oh, that's right. Uh, mm -hmm. She made out with Taylor Lautner. Oh, Ooh, that's geez. right. That's, that's right. Awesome. Do you I know Rochelle? Like, I feel like I should know this. I feel like it was a show. Um, oh, my gosh. It's one where the, the woman was, she was a teacher. And she the guys in the apartment. Is that right? Liars? No, like uh, New Girl? CSI. Oh, she was in CSI? Why did I think she was in New Never Girl? Never gotten that. Duh. I was like Duh. way off. I was way off. I really think that Rochelle gets first dibs on this question. What are Taylor's cat's names? Oh, are you serious? I'm serious. It's one of them scruffy. <laughs> no, but these could literally be written on her tax. Yeah, she could. They have human names. Um, I I I don't know. Uh, Do you want a clue? You, actually, wait. Yeah, give me a clue. Gray's Anatomy and Law and Order SVU. 
Okay, so Grey's Anatomy, I'm going to go with Meredith Grey. Boom. And I have no idea about the other one. Who is it? <laughs> Who is it, Josh? It's Ben's, uh, Detective Ben. What's her name? Uh, Olivia. Olivia Benson. Olivia. Yes. Uh, okay. Very good. Olivia Could Benson and Meredith Grey. <laughs> where did Taylor move at the age of 14? Nashville. Yeah. Boom. And what song does Taylor sing? He's got a he's got one hand feel on the steering wheel, the other on my heart. Man, I wish I knew that song. I would have sang it. Oh, I do know that song. song. Yes, I know that song. I just don't know it by heart. Oh my gosh. Do you know who taught Taylor how to play the guitar? No. Was it her dad? I don't know if the, if a repairman's <laughs> her dad. <laughs> That's what it says, a repairman. Really? What? It's oh my gosh. The, or, or the milkman. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> One last question. One last okay. question. Okay. Where was Taylor born? Uh, well, Where I know she was raised in Pennsylvania. So I'm assuming somewhere in Pennsylvania. I don't That's know. That's what it says. It just oh. says Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I hereby dub the josh king as a true swifty yeah and also rochelle a swifty as well she may not be true as josh but i think that you scored pretty high i, I try i mean like i'm impressed two of the answers were kind of easy for me to get because they both like nashville so uh yeah well i'm impressed with both of you because i knew none of that well maybe i knew kanye west that was about it yeah um, i knew that one too yeah. Well, thank you for playing, Josh. I, I hope that you come on again because you're a ton of fun. And I hope you have Absolutely. a great spring break and your students, too. Um, do you, you. we, we kind of caught you off guard the last time we asked you, but what's on your mind that, or some wisdom or anything about life or teaching or anything that you'd like to share before we say goodbye today? Oh, great question. Well, in the theme of what we were just talking about, last thoughts, I will say that I do believe that Taylor Swift is the music industry. And a piece of advice that my students taught me, actually, I'm going to say student, and this might blow your mind. I don't think we talked about this last time. One of my students said, Mr. King, did you know that if the earth was flat, the oceans would be mountains on the other side? Let that sink in real quick. So he said, did you know if the earth was flat, the oceans would be mountains on the other side? <laughs> Fun fact. But that, that is, is crazy. Yeah. I am oh so gosh. directionally challenged right now. Um, think, okay, so think about think of like a flat paper. Yeah. Yeah. Oceans are underground. So the right. oceans are so deep on the other side, they would actually be mountains. It took me a second. I had to draw it out. I'm me drawing with a third grader as he's yeah. like exactly what he's saying. <laughs> well done, third grader. You have blown our minds. Yes. I'm going to pretend like I made up that thought and try to stump as many people. No, I'm just joking. I'm not going oh to, I won't, I won't take it from a third grader. But anyway, thank you so much, Rochelle. Do you have any last words you'd like to say? No, I'm just thankful for uh, Josh joining in with us again and sharing all the great resources from EverFi and financial literacy to kick off. I mean, officially, we're, you know, we're a little bit like a pre-party here for financial literacy month, but there are so many things. If you're looking to get started, just dive into some of the resources and the links that we shared here and follow them on Twitter because they're sharing lots of things. There are some other webinars and things coming up throughout the month. So if you're like, you know, and it's perfect time, right? Because it's April taxes. So if you're like, yeah, I probably should learn how to do that. 
that's where you want to head to. And um, we'll, we'll share out the recording and you can check it out later. Probably as a podcast too, because this was a ton of fun. So thank it you was. to Josh. Yeah. It was. It was All right. Bye, everybody. We'll see you again. Josh, have a great time at the concert. We love thank you. Thank you so much. Happy Friday Eve. Yeah.